Welcome to Real Estate Gold Crushers with Laurie Finkelstein Reader. Get ready to propel your business forward with meaningful tips, insight, and advice from the biggest names in the industry. Let's get to it. Hey everybody, it's Laurie Finkelstein Reader and welcome to Table Talk Live. You guys, I'm so excited today. I have one of my dear friends joining us and before I announce this amazing lady, I just wanna remind everyone that Table Talk Live was born about a year ago uh, when I wanted to help all of you real estate agents that are trying to build businesses uh, who have chosen a career in real estate. And I always tell you that the reason that my business has gotten to where it is, it's because of all the mentors out there, all the people that were willing to stop doing what they were doing so that they could help me grow my business. Um, you will be able to see this on my podcast, Real Estate Goal Crushers, um, just Spotify, Apple, any of those fun places that you watch your podcast. So without further ado, um, and I had the pleasure to spend the weekend with this wonderful lady at a real estate conference. I want to introduce Maria Quattrone. Maria is from the Philadelphia area and uh, someone who I have had the honor and pleasure of sitting in mastermind rooms. We share the same coach and I've, I've actually learned a lot from Maria. She doesn't even know that at a distance. So welcome to Table Talk Live, beautiful lady. Thank you, Laurie. I, it is my pleasure to be with you Aww. today on Table Talk Live. I'm so excited. You are amazing. You're just incredible. Um, and thank you for taking the time out. I know how busy you are. Um, so if it's okay with you, I just want to jump in a little bit, let the audience know who you are. Um, I know you're a badass, but if you would share a little bit, maybe just about where you're from, and let's jump into the beginning of your journey and how you got to where you are today. You know, people always look at where we are and I say, look closer at where we were, right? Absolutely. What were we doing? What did we have to learn? You know, a lot of aches and pains and I know we still have them. So share with us a little bit about who you are and let's talk about your journey. So yes, lots of aches and pains and they don't ever go away. They're just different ones. Yes. So, Lori, uh, again, thanks for having me today. So my journey began, gosh, I, I entered real estate in 2004, but my journey in sales began when I was probably about 10 years old. I went I love um, it. 10 years old. Now that's badass. <laughs> that's awesome. So my first, I think the first thing I did was lemonade and popcorn. Maybe I was eight for lemonade and popcorn stand on the corner of my house in Northeast Philadelphia. I'm born and raised Philadelphian. And so, yep, we would stand outside and it wasn't the popcorn that you microwaved. It was the kind that you made in the pan with the real oil. Popcorn. Yes. Real popcorn. Kind. Yes. With salt and real butter and in the little baggies. Yes. So that was the first sale shop. The second one was door to door, door knocking with a magazine uh, there was this magazine that came in the mail and it said for every card box, greeting card or wrapping paper, you can make a dollar. So I went from door to door and I sold Christmas and Hanukkah wrapping paper because in my neighborhood, you were either you, you were either Jewish 
or you went to Catholic school. So that was, they were the only two things that happened where we lived. And so I had a, a mixture of friends and I went to all their parents and all the people I didn't even know. And I door knocked at 10 years old. I love and, it. So you literally have been in the sales business since you were 10. What year did you actually get into real estate? You said 2004? So 2004, I entered into the business and I was working still in my career as an account manager for a group of radio stations. And I represented a station called 95.7. I was in that industry for 11 years prior to real estate. So my background was in marketing and sales for radio. I sold airtime. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. And when did you like totally dive into sales? Were you a single agent? Tell, tell me a little bit about that. Yes, absolutely. So when I started in 04, it was about, I went and took the classes in January, was licensed by March, had my first closing uh, at the end of March. That was, don't ask how that all happened, but it all happened. My second closing was in end of April, and that was for a four-unit building. It was a million fifty, and that was in 2004. That's a great way to start out. Yes, and the first one was about 400000 And so I worked both radio and real estate that year until February 5th, 2005. And I said bye-bye to my radio career. And then real estate got – I, I – uh, hired an assistant within two months of being in the industry because I was just like, this paperwork, Lori, is for the birds. And I looked around and said, this is the stupidest industry I've ever seen in my life. How does one agent do seven jobs in a real estate transaction? Yeah. It's, so it's I, interesting because in today's day, uh, you know, that whole, it's, it's not easy with the, with the level of consumer demand for a real estate agent to do those seven jobs, it's now 14 jobs. It is really tough. It's so really you, you realized quickly that wasn't going to work. I knew. Yeah, I knew immediately. I mean, I knew the first year when I got in, but I was able to spend the time to learn and to really, you know, I knew the business. What I did, because I'm a numbers person, is I started to study this, the market statistics and absorption rates. So I understood absorption rates before people didn't even know. I went to my broker. I said, Stephen, did you see all the inventory coming on the market? He's like, what are you talking about? I go, I'm scared. Every day, there's more and more. This is since 2006. I'm like, I'm watching it. It's eight months. It's nine months. The next month, it was 14 months. And then it went, you know, and we all know what happened from that. So, right. So how long were you a single agent? Um, from being that single agent, obviously, you must have taken on some sort of administrative assistant. Thank you to all the administrative assistants on the planet. Yeah. Uh, if you guys, anybody watching, if you have met a powerful real estate agent, I guarantee you it's because they have a, an awesome assistant behind them. How quickly, how long did you stay as a single agent before you decided to start growing? I don't think it was very long. I think it was in 2005, the same year I entered. Okay. So tell me how you bursted into this awesome team you have. So I had the assistant and then I coerced my sister <laughs> into joining, into getting her real estate license. Got it. And I think that was, 
maybe the end of 05, early 06. Okay. And then I had a couple other people that reached out and said, I'm watching you. What's going on? I'm like, join, get the real estate. We can all work together. Yeah. And I love so it. Just like, just not to interrupt you, but just looking at you and watching you talk about your, just the beginning of your journey, like your smile is so big. And I think that you can see your passion for what you do. And I just think that's such a gift when someone gets to love what they're doing. Oh, yeah. I really do. I mean, today is a different set of challenges and of parts of parts of it, you know, I love and parts of it that I could give back to somebody else if I could yes. based upon my little assessment there that I saw this weekend, which I was very well aware of, by the way. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I do. I When I entered the industry, I didn't feel like it, this was work. I was selling radio before this, which was air. And how do you sell air? It's with excitement and enthusiasm. Right. And I was very social. So my idea was become people's friend. Right. And, so you're, you're very relationship oriented. Very relationship oriented and do the right thing. No matter what. Say what you're going to do and then do what you say and you can really win in sales. So tell me when, when did you really start to, how many transactions did you guys do last year? Just to give people an idea of the, of the volume of your business. So last year we did about 230 something, I think 232. And that oh, was casual, 232. That's a lot of transactions. <laughs> 230 for, transactions. For a small group, it is a lot of transactions. Yeah. And this year our plan is to, grow well beyond that because now really focusing on building the company. I, I, I started when I started in the industry, my first year full time, I think I did about 38 sides, mm -hmm. um, which at, in 2005 was a lot. People yeah. wondered, they said, where did, did she come from? Right. And so my, I came from a business where I had to call hundred people to set 10 appointments to close two sales. So it, I, I hope everybody heard that. I called a hundred people to book 10 appointments to close two sales. So you, you just, you just hit me with something that you said, and I want to ask you about that a little bit. Um, what, when you started out and you're calling these hundred people, if you could, cause we do have a lot of new agents that subscribe and watch these, the replays of a lot of our, of this podcast, what were some of the activities that you did that were non-negotiable that got you to 38 sides when you were a brand new agent. That's a lot of sides, a lot of sides. So when I was brand new, I literally would take a phone call. Somebody inquired about an opportunity and I converted that to a meeting. And so it was getting in front of people. Getting in front of people. I also did a lot of networking. I would go to our local uh, restaurants, nightclubs, not nightclubs, but like bars, but not like the bar, restaurant bar places. Right. Right. And I'd spend time there with people locally. And a lot of people in, in downtown Philly and center city are connected in real estate in some fashion. 
So I'd make connections and I joined organizations and I basically was out like every night somewhere, either networking or showing property or at a listing appointment because my, I just wanted, when I started, I'm like, what, how do you get the listing? Lori, how do you get the listing? You just said something. And I hope again, people are really paying attention. You were connected to the community. You were out in the community, right? You were on the phone making phone calls. You were out making relationships. And, you know, a lot of people, when they're getting started, it's hard. A lot of people don't have any money and they're like, what do I do? You know, you joined organizations. So I love that. That's three things that you did as a new agent that people can can apply immediately. Um, You know, I also I just thought of something when you talked about how you did 232 transactions last year. What a lot of people don't know is that your area was in true quarantine, right? You were like in in the Miami area, we were essential. We were allowed to transact. You guys were not allowed. And that had to be really, really tough. Yeah, we weren't able to be out in the field of selling real estate for 10 weeks. Yeah, I know. I remember. And during that time, we just called our clients and our past clients and people that we have relationships with and just asked them how they're doing. Can we do anything for you? And we spent a lot of time working pretty much every day, even Saturdays and Sundays for at least half the day, um, which, you know, was not normal under normal circumstances. We wouldn't be sitting watching on Zoom seven days a week, but we pretty much were on Zoom. Right. Every day connecting. We really did start working a solid seven days a week. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, let's talk a little bit about systems. If there were, you know, one system, two system, anything, something that you feel that you would want to share with people who are watching, what would you share? What would those systems be? Because everyone's always asking, you know, what, what should I do? What system should I use? Well, I think when you're working with our, it's buyers or sellers that you should have a system in place. For example, let's talk about listing appointment. We use follow-up boss. Mm-hmm. And within that, everything that we do is a system. So there's a system for taking the opportunity when somebody's calling in, asking the appropriate questions. The nurse is doing that. They're getting the files prepped so that the doctor, me, can take a look and let's look at everything. Let me get all the information. That's all through follow-up boss. What we also do is that we send them information about us, our team, and myself and our experiences and other client experiences prior to us all meeting whether that's in person, on a phone call, or in Zoom today. And this way, the client has the opportunity to learn about what we do prior to even having a meeting with me. So that system is really important. Follow-up boss. Follow-up boss, but what we do in follow-up boss. And how do you utilize it? And those, we call it the pre-appointment checklist, the pre-listing checklist. And it's it's videos that we send and we'll have me do a video that says, hi, can't wait to talk with you tomorrow at five o'clock. I'm looking forward to our conversation. So we're trying to connect with our clients from a relationship standpoint and building that relationship even before we know them. And that's 
they're seeing also that with the podcast and the videos that go out in the community and on Facebook, Instagram, and um, just even YouTube as well. So we're trying to make the connection and, and helping people in the community, whether it is through the real estate community or it's through the business community in Philadelphia, um, but always going back to maintaining, creating that relationship and taking care of it, not for today, but for the next, you know, 50 years, however long. Yeah, I love that thinking. Um, did I hear you say that you're sending potential listing people, you're getting ready to go on a listing appointment. Did I hear you say you're sending them testimonials from past clients? Correct. I am so writing that down. There are videos. That is genius, but that is genius. So it's not just coming from you, it's coming from past clients to the future appointment. That's got to put you way ahead of another of another agent if you're going on that appointment as far as being, you know, competition between you and the next agent. Yeah, I think a lot of times when people find, they're finding me a lot online. So they see the marketing that we're doing. And if they're finding me online, that means they're finding the people are going to be able to find their house online, but that means that they're marketing. So we're marketing their property the same way. And so it's a win-win for everybody. I love they, that. I literally just wrote that down. I'm not even kidding. So when we're setting listing appointments, hey guys, if you're listening to this, if you've got an upcoming listing appointment and you have a past client review, testimonial, a video, send it to the future client. Maria, that's awesome. I can't believe I'm not doing that. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I it's love this. I'm, I'm calling my, my, my director of inside sales. The second we get off of here, I'm going to share that with her. What other systems are you guys using? And by the way, we switched to follow up boss this year and we are loving it. It's been amazing. Um, what other systems are you guys using? So that's our number one main one. We talk about every single day, how we can make that better. We also use some other things for transaction management called broker mint. And that's something that's from a financial standpoint. If you are running a team or a brokerage, you know, we're able to connect everything to the bank, which connects the QuickBooks online, which keeps all of the information together. And it's able, we're easily able to close out our books every month because of that. So that's a system. It's not glamorous or sexy right? or any of those things, but it's very efficient yes. and it allows us to keep our books in line. And if you're going to have any kind of substantial business, you need to do that. Yeah. I'm a broker mint fan. We also use broker mint. Um, what I love about it as well is it's very affordable and it helps you obviously tracking your numbers. Awesome. Um, okay. So I, here's one of my favorite questions that I like to ask people because this is where this is where we get all the juice. And that's really how did you if, if you were to give me three bullet points, we'll just knock it down to three because there's probably a hundred bullet points of how you got to where you are today. Because I don't know how many often people ask you, Maria, how did you get where you are? How did you get where you are? You know, um, what would you say would be those three things? First one, belief. Belief in oneself and belief in a higher power. For me, that's God. Hallelujah, my friend. Believe in yourself. Gosh, when you get into real estate, you have 
got to believe in yourself. And I can't tell you how many people I meet that their support system is not supporting it. They're not supporting them taking this leap into sales, into real estate. So yes, believe in yourself. Number two. Number two, fail, 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 fail again and again and again. Yes. Because every no is closer to a yes. And the only way, the only way to succeed is through failing. I don't know how else. It's just impossible. And be okay with that and know, know that. Know that this is part of the process. And as you go to each level and you're, I'd say, whatever you want to say, leveling up or growing to, you know, the next part of your business, whatever that looks like, know that you will have new challenges and get out of your comfort zone because there is no growth in being uncomfortable. And that might mean like really feeling like crap, honestly. Yeah. Because we don't, you don't know what you don't know. And also following what other people did before you and taking learning lessons from them and what they've done and know that if somebody did else did it, that you can do it too. Everybody has the opportunity if you want to do it, but you got to take the action. And also you need to put positive energy and do not bring energy. So talk about what you want, not what you don't want and put it out there to the universe and figure and keep doing it and keep saying that and visualize it. And eventually the it figures out how it's going to happen. Wouldn't it be great if somewhere along our years of learning, you know, grade school, middle school, high school, college, they would ever talk to us about how, Failing is part of the process. How failing, the more you fail, the faster you fail, the quicker you succeed. I think that um, we're all we're all conditioned to get the trophy, right? To be number one instead of saying, you know, it's okay not to be number one. Just keep failing and you will eventually be number one. So I love that you say that. And what's number three? Oh, that was a long number two. Right. That's okay. You got, you got good stuff. I'm writing it all down. <laughs> okay. So I said, let's say belief. You said be belief failing forward. Fail, fail, fail. Fail, fail, fail. And the number three thing I would say is uh, be coachable. Oh, yes. Be coachable. I have two coaches and uh, on any given day, who knows what could happen, but either I could be getting a big hug and getting a kick in the ass at the same time. And I hope everyone just heard that. Be coachable, be learning based. You have two coaches. So when you, when you say that to me, the fact that you're investing in yourself to that level, I mean, I would love to meet any superstar, super successful person that is not coached. And I don't, that's another thing no one talks to us about, you know, um, I'm very pro coach. I've been a coach. I am coached. I wish I could have 20 coaches, you know? So, um, I love that. You never know what to expect, but you have two coaches. What are I they specifically what, like when you say you have two coaches, what are, what are the, what are the focus of those coaches? So one is my personal development and the other one is building community with, within our company. Well, they're both about building, building community, but one definitely focuses on, me of the entrepreneur journey and working on 
those things that have through conflict is what, how all this happened, how I left my old company to open up my own brokerage and that came from conflict, but the conflict, if you don't resolve it, creates more conflict for you. So being able to walk through the conflict, embrace it, not being resentment with people, tell the truth, be transparent. And even like going and people that you may have had something with before in the past, calling them and saying, hi, how you doing? Or maybe having them on their podcast. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Right. I love that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot of energy for people to, you know, have maybe relationships or someone maybe they, they, they weren't in a good space with, you know, and I agree with you, reach out, make it all better. So, go full. so the, 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 the reason why it's really not for them, but it's for you because the more that you can embrace that, the more powerful you become. Right. And that power is what allows you to be able to walk through the next thing without not caring. Like I don't, people might say whatever they say. I really don't, I don't, I don't care. But the, it's like this. People say you hear it all the time with parents. Somebody doesn't talk to the mother or the father or this or that. And then the parent dies. And then the child, which is a grown child, a grown person is like, they never resolved right. that. And now they never can resolve it. They're holding it. And so who hurts? You do. That's right. And then, so that's why this is important. It's, you know, somebody did something that I didn't like. And usually I would have went home and been like, I can't believe that guy bought that house or this at that house or somebody else or whatever. And instead I, I was at a Christmas party and I embraced it and dealt with it right then and there. And I said, I need to say this because I don't want to feel, I don't want to have resentment against you because I didn't, I, I, my expectation was different. I love it. I love it. I think that is a, a beautiful way to think. I love that. And I, I, I'm not surprised that you think like that. So I have my very last question. Um, and I honestly do have a list of notes from you. So if you've seen me looking down, it's because I'm writing. Um, so although I have seen in the past six months to a year during the pandemic, many agents exiting real estate, I have also seen far more getting into real estate, which I love. Um, what would be the advice you would want to share for a newer agent? For me, newer means like one to three years, right? They're newer, you know, it takes a couple of years to get your wheels. What would you, what advice would you give to that agent who's just entering the business or in their, they're in their first three years? I would say find an organization that you can be part of that will guide and mentor you and Maybe that's probably joining a team at this point in time. I think it's a real hard proposition right now to go through this on your own, especially in such a strong seller's market. Um, it's important to be part of an organization where, you know, the leadership is uh, very caring and very supportive and also can bring opportunities to the table for you because I, here's what I've learned. 
there are some really great salespeople yeah. that are not rainmakers, that are not marketing and lead gen. And to be able to do all of those things in this uh, current time is very, very difficult, if almost impossible. And if you don't get involved with an organization that can provide those services and support to you, then it, then you may not make it. And if you really love this industry, you know, I say, well, zero from zero is zero. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you, you want to go with a, a strong, a strong company and that has a lot of experience and has been able that's walked through something like this before. I love that. So find a mentor, find a company that is good for you. And I tell people all the time when they apply to our company, you know, make sure that you speak to multiple brokerages because I do believe it's not one size fits all and you've got to find your home. You know, um, something I hear frequently from people who are within my company, um, I'll ask them, you know, tell me what, what is it that, why are you here? And 99% of the time they say, well, this is like home to me. It feels like home. No one ever says, you know, well, like I love all the listing appointments. I love the ad. I and mean, they all love all of that. But people want to feel a certain way and they want a higher chance of success. So there's so many great real estate brokerages, even for me locally in my area. You just have to find the one where you fit. So I love that you say find the right company. Make sure you've got training and um, find that that space where you can be genuine you and where you feel that you fit the most not it's not one size fits all it's not one size fit, fits all and I, I think you really need to be okay with i talked to um an agent today and i said why did you join where you are because he wants to leave and he said because i was proud and stupid and i said are you still proud and stupid and he said oh i'm still stupid but i'm not proud anymore oh because he thought by going it alone, it would be it would be better for him because he has he was proud and he was too proud and he realized he recognized that wow if I don't figure another solution out I'm not going to be in the industry anymore. Yeah. Well, that's awesome that he was able to recognize that and he cared enough about it, you know, because I'm sure you and I, we meet people all the time. They're so passionate about real estate. You know, they get me excited and I'm super passionate. Well, I want to, if I could hug you, if I was near you, I would give you a hug, um, but I'm not. So I'm giving you a virtual hug. I want to say thank you, Maria. You are a light and you're awesome. And I learn from you all the time. Um, I'm grateful for our friendship and that we run in the same similar circles and we've got to know each other. And I, I look to continue that as the years go on, but I want to thank you for being on table talk live and just really grateful. Laurie, thank you so much for the opportunity. I value our friendship and you are an amazing leader and run an amazing organization oh. with a, an a fantastic leadership team and agents and, I wish you and your company continued success. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great one. Have a great one. You too, sweetheart. Thank you so much for listening to Real Estate Gold Crushers with Laurie Finkelstein-Reader. 
If you have a question for Laurie, then reach out to us and leave a message on our Real Estate Gold Crushers Facebook page. Don't forget to hit subscribe too wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review and rate the show. It helps get the word out to more people. And for more great content, follow Laurie Finkelstein Reader on Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn and Real Estate Gold Crushers on Facebook.